You are connected with support. How can I help you? You're picking up the phone pretending that you want to help people, but you really want to rob them. I want you to understand. Legally and federally, I know what type of uh, time is that you are. scammers and man they say the dumbest stuff go ahead please hey then i'll call this number again okay. um again we have our naha i guess that's how you say your name joining us from india so let me just get started here and we will there she can hear us Hello. Hello. Hi, are you able to hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you. Are you able to hear me? Yes, and take how about you? Can you hear her? I can even hear you both. Okay, great. This is my co-host, Take. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, I'll thank you. The Namaskar. pleasure is mine. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so great to have you. And Take Care has been learning Hindi. Do you know Hindi? Yes, I do. Do you want to do this podcast in Hindi then? Oh, no, 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 no. No, not yet. <laughs> We're not on that level yet. But, uh, you know, Apko Hindi Ati, I think you know better Hindi than us. <laughs> and is Hindi What part your... of Hindi are you from? Um, I am currently in Bangalore in uh, south of India, but I'm originally from the city of Bhopal, which is in the central part. I'm not sure if you have heard of it. Bangalore, yeah, uh, I've heard I don't of that. think I have actually. Well, I've heard of CJ's Bangalore. been all over your country. CJ yeah. went there for like uh, two months, and I don't think yeah. there's one part of India she didn't see. <laughs> Amazing! Two months yeah. is a really good time in India. CJ, what? Where yeah. all did you go? Um, I went to um, Delhi, the Taj Mahal, so Agra, Kolkata, and Chennai and Hyderabad. Amazing. So I'm very close to Chennai. Oh, okay. Yeah. Chennai is really beautiful. So um, um, I really enjoyed it down there. The ocean is really beautiful there. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I did not get uh, the name exactly of the other host. Can you spell it for me, please? Oh, yeah. Sorry. His name. Um, so his name on YouTube is Take a Glass of Water. T-A-G-O-W, Tagao, but I call him Take, T-A-K-E. T-A-K-E, okay, yeah. take a glass of water, wow. <laughs> <laughs> he likes to tell scammers his name is Raj Patel, but that's just to try to annoy them, so. <laughs> but they yeah. just... <laughs> and I, I, I say, Tamara uh, Asinam Kyahe, and they all say, Mida Asinam Terabap. Oh my God! Yes, both. You're right. Yes, I'm learning. Okay, I'm so, I'm so pleased to meet you both. Yeah, thank you. And is yeah, your, thank you um, so much for being here. Yeah, is Hindi like the language you speak with your family, or do you have another regional language that's your primary? Um. I speak in Hindi, but my mother tongue is actually Malayalam. So my parents are from oh. Kerala, again, the southernmost part of India. But for work, they moved to the northern part. So 
I was technically supposed to speak Malayalam at home as well, but mm-hmm. I did not because all my friends spoke Hindi. So I grew up speaking Hindi, and because of me, my parents had to speak Hindi at home as well. Oh, okay. And your English is amazing, so you're just rocking it with the languages. <laughs> Thank you. I think this is the case with most Indians. Like our all of our official work happens in English, right? So English mm-hmm. is mandatory from the beginning. Yeah, awesome. So tell us about the company you work for. Um so I currently handle the trust and safety function for Radix Web Solution and those of you uh, like audience who do not know about Radix, Radix is one of the largest domain name registries out there and uh, it owns some of the most popular domain extensions like .online, .site, .tech and also some cool extensions like .fun, .uno. So yeah, uh, that's Radix and uh, as I said, I look at the trust and safety function specifically. That's amazing. Um, so wow. do, do you um, like so you how did you get this start what kind of degree do you need for this or is it kind of like did you just learn it yourself or um so trust and safety function um uh, i'm sure you know about it but uh, to give a bit of context that uh, trust and safety functions are usually responsible for maintaining the safety security and integrity of online platforms right so i have been working in security space for a long time but i do have a formal degree in uh, international security um, that awesome. i did from Sciences for paris and most of the people working in trust and safety do have some kind of degree or interest in online security or mitigating online abuse of harassment but that's mm-hmm. not mandatory i have also seen people in this industry who are absolutely rocking it but come from a completely different domain but uh-huh. uh, really like the work and just adapted it yeah i would love to learn that stuff but i'm too old <laughs> And not smart enough, probably. I'm nah, sure that's not the second part is not true. And nobody's ever too old to learn this. No. I disagree. Right. You're never too old to learn anything. Uh, when I was in college, uh, when I was 20 years old, there was somebody who was 67 years old uh, just starting to get her uh, two-year degree because it was a community college. So uh, it's, a, it's a good lesson. You're never too old, CJ. Go do it. Well, that's commendable, huh? 67 years old. I mean, seriously. Right. Now, she died uh, two years later, so she never got her degree. It has a very sad ending. Oh. But listen, mm-hmm. yeah, she tried, right? She was there. Can't all be good news, right? Yes. So I'm fascinated to talk with you. Uh, I mean, your English is great, like CJ said. Uh, it's so nice of you to join us this morning. Uh, we deal with a lot of the scams that probably go on in, uh, I, I don't know, I think the records, uh, the statistics show 80% of the scams come out of Kolkata. Uh, but I do think that you might know a little bit about it. Uh, do you do you hear about this over there as much as we do? Or do the, do the people with uh, good jobs, the good hardworking people not know that this exists as much as we do? Um. The short answer is, I did not know that a lot of scams come out of Kolkata. That is a bit surprising to me um, because 
from what I hear as a citizen living in India and also the person working in this industry, we always felt that online scams or online abuse or security threats are very equally divided, particularly if they're happening online, because I specialize in online scams, so I can speak for online scams. So I thought that they could originate from everywhere. And even in the reports that we see, even in the abuse that we see, they are very much spread across globally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if in India specific, I thought a lot of scams came from uh, the state of Rajasthan, that is where there are a couple of villages where people are known to be very good at impersonating someone in the authority or mimicking someone else and are very able to convince people uh, or lure people to click on malicious links or provide personally identifiable information over voice calls. Uh, That kind of stuff happens there. But if you say it's coming from Kolkata, I do believe you. But can you tell me a bit more as in what kind of scams uh, do you think or do you know are coming from there? Like the ones that we deal with mainly from Kolkata and, and some other places, it's not just Kolkata, but um, in Sector 5, they, they happen to uh, do a lot of geek squad scams where they call customers or they send emails out to people and say you're being charged $400. Uh, call this number uh, if you did not make the, you know, you don't want to renew the system. Somebody sees the email, calls them and says, I never signed up for this. And they say, oh, no, don't worry. We'll get you the money back. And they hook up to their computer and then they end up doing a a false refund where it's not $400, it's 40,000. And then they send the the victim to the bank to to, uh, get you know, the $36,000 or, you know, $40,000 and send it to them. That's just one of them. Uh, and then they, they impersonate Amazon employees and they say that you've been charged something and you need to call us and we can fix it. And then there's a mistake and it's a fake refund form. And then the, the victim ends up sometimes sending them $60,000. Uh, a lot of those right. is, are what we deal with. And those are only a few. I mean, there's a lot of Microsoft scams coming out of Noida, I've noticed, in, in the New Delhi area. Uh, where Mm -hmm. they call the victim and say, there's hackers on your computer, we need to get them off. They hook up to their computer. Uh, They they tell them they need to transfer all of their money from their bank into another account. They have somebody on the phone who's an actual uh, scammer who is pretending to be the bank. It's a very sad thing. I mean, they're wiping out sometimes, you know, half a million dollars from people. Yeah, absolutely right. And uh, particularly in India, Sorry, were you saying something? Did I cut you off? Oh, no. Yeah, go ahead, please. You're you're more interesting than I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, again, that's not true. <laughs> um, I agree that uh, ever since um, the digital payment space has, uh, the digital payment ecosystem uh, has expanded in India, online scams, particularly phishing attacks over voicemail. So, Phishing attacks done over voicemails are known as wishing. So wishing attacks have become extremely, extremely popular. And these come from uh, both uh, vendors, like they pretend to be coming from vendors. So for most of the digital payments, there is a 
uh, system in place in India. I don't know if it is the case outside, which is known as KYC, which is Know Your Customer, which involves uh, personal information of the customer. So often abusers or attackers who are doing these phishing attacks call customers saying that they are calling from this and this particular payment vendor. It could be Google Payments, Amazon Payments, or any other tens of uh, digital payments applications that are available in India and would say that you have not fulfilled or submitted your documents for your uh, KYC process. And if you do not do that right now, we are going to suspend your account. And sometimes that uh, for verification, they ask for credit card information or passwords. And a lot of users do not the digital payment applications and their functionality are super valuable to them. So just the thought of them getting suspended immediately makes them go into panic. And a lot of users do end up uh, supplying that information, which then again leads to them losing a lot of money. And mm -hmm. another version of this is, uh, which has become recently very prominent, that somehow a lot of these scammers, a lot of these abusers get uh, uh, attain some kind of personal information about the user they are calling and would call the person with that name. For example, um, they would call me, if CJ is my friend, they would call me pretending to be CJ and would pretend uh, say that they are in a kind of emergency or need some funds immediately right. and then that they would transfer that back to me after five minutes and then would simply ask me to open the app. And I don't know what they do in the background. The moment you open the app, uh, you put in some information and then the money is gone from your account. So this is becoming more wow. and more sophisticated in delivery and use every single day. Wow. Yeah, um, I had had, we have a friend that um, kind of was working in Kolkata around the time or maybe a little bit after, but it was, he kind of saw a transition with the tech support scams in Kolkata. He's from Kolkata. He's, um, what's the word? Um, Bengali, Bengali. So mm -hmm. he, um, saw the trans, he was kind of there and saw at least the people that he worked with transition from genuine tech support to fraud you know, because of, he says, like, kind of greed. Like, it started off and they were genuine, genuinely doing tech support in Kolkata. And then they started getting greedy and it became more and more fraudulent, you know, where they're overcharging, not doing anything, which became flat out stealing. Um, so that's why in our minds, like, we kind of feel like Kolkata was kind of the birth of the tech support scams, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, but we do see a lot of these scammers using websites, um, you know, like the ones that we see the most are dot, or, or I see is like dot me. They'll say like, um, help dot me or, um, I can't think of any other ones, but for those that might not know, can you kind of explain like what, like how the web address works, how somebody would register that, you know, like the, the dot org or the dot me, how they would get that website and what it actually means. Mm -hmm. So a website, that's a very good question, by the way, um, a website is registered by purchasing what is known as a domain name. Domain mm -hmm. name is uh, simply put the address 
that users like you and I enter in the web browser to access the website. So it could be uh, www.neha.tech or www.cj.store, something like that. Uh-huh. And the process of registering a website goes something like this. So when you decide to make a website, you first choose a domain name. Uh, This domain name is your unique identifier that will be associated with your website. So for me, it could be uh, www.neha.tech. That's my domain name. Mm -hmm. Now, the second step would be for me to choose the domain availability. And how do I do that? That I can do by going to any of the registrars. So there are registrars like GoDaddy, Hostinger, Namecheap. These are the websites where you go to buy a domain name. So you would go and type a domain name. For example, I would type in this case, www.neha.tech. Now it will tell me whether neha.tech is available or not. So if neha.tech is available, I will go and purchase that domain. In many cases, it's possible that that particular domain name that I want is not available. In that case, I have two options. Either I'll try a variation of the name. I would try nehavijay.tech or neha0517.tech or some combination. If that is also not available, I can try changing the extension. You used example of .me or .com, .org. I can try neha.online or neha.store, neha.com if I am not very attached to .tech uh, for some reason. It could be. Mm-hmm. So you can choose from those options. And then you register the domain name. You can purchase it uh, for a small fee. And you can you have the option either to buy it for one year, two years, up to several years. Once that is done, uh, then you configure your DNS. DNS is your domain name that you need to configure. Uh, that simply put, you need to do some settings, make some settings to make sure that you connect the name that you have just bought to your website's hosting server, and then you publish your website. Uh, it sounds complicated, but once you do it, it's not that complicated. And uh, uh, these days, registrars make it really easy for users to register a website. Uh, and with ease of use also comes large volumes and large volumes right. also means large amount of abuses. Okay. So if a scammer uses that, he went through all these steps. So they're paying money probably for these websites or is there some domains that are free for free for people? Um, Most of them are paid. They -hmm. are not very costly. Uh, So domain extensions uh, are available at all prices. Different registrars price uh, domain name at different prices. The more popular a domain name is the... uh, more expensive it is some are really cheap so abusers usually have to pay a small fee for registering the domain name mm-hmm. that said a lot of registrars offer uh, bundles and offers for example if you buy one domain name you pay two dollars but if you buy a second one you get it for $1.5. If you buy a third one, you get it for $1. So abusers, usually what we see, they do not just buy one domain name, they buy in bulk. So mm. that even if registries like us or registrar proactively identify that this could be potentially used for abuse and suspend, they still have few in hand to carry out the attack. Okay. Um, for example, 
let's say you are an abuser or let's say i am an abuser better example and i want to uh, i want to i register 10 domain names and i want to do trademark infringement so i would i i'm registering www.bankofamerica.online now bank of america i'm using a different combination of bank of america in places of a i'm using at the rate so mm -hmm. as a registry when this domain gets registered now your uh, abuser is registering bank of america 01.online bank of america 02 bank of america 03 now as a registry when this registration comes in i can clearly see this as a a trademark infringement because bank of america does not have websites like this with uh, special characters in their name mm -hmm. second we see that this is a bulk registration happening so then we can identify and we can check other information as well as and who's the registrar where is this coming from and is there any other abusive patterns that we have seen with this registrant uh, in the past and then we take action on them oh wow okay so how could us average people um what should we do then well how can we report the websites it's actually very easy to report mm -hmm. abuse mm -hmm. um whenever a user uh, sees an abuse happening they can report it at multiple channels so they can first report it to, to the registrars if they do a simple uh, google search they would be able to identify who was the registrar like where did uh, an abuse where did the abuser purchase this domain name from and it has information they can get information about who was the registrar um, if if it is a dot online extension and purchased from godaddy for example a user would be able to see that it was bought from godaddy and this online extension belongs to radix web solution as a registry so user can just open the website of godaddy or radix and on the main page itself you'll see the button of report abuse we have at radix made it very easy on the main home page of our registry there is a big abuse report button so you can just click on there and supply the information and even if you don't want to do that there are publicly available information available that uh, that contains contact information for ican ican is the internet corporation for assigned named and numbers the regulatory body that uh, controls or regulates the entire internet protocol you can send the abuse there and uh, ican would take care of that they would send the abuse to us or to the registry or registrar and now there are so many uh open source tools are available there is a new tool called name beacon uh by dns abuse institute it is a non profit institute that makes it really wants to make it really easy for users to report abuse that you can just open the tool name beacon and report an abuse uh website's name there that it is performing an abuse and all the relevant stakeholders will get information about it i'm okay I'm sad that this information is not that publicly available as it should be but we as an industry are working on it we are trying to make it more available to people Okay so name yeah. beacon a net beacon n e t and beacon b e a c o n oh, net beacon i'm sorry net beacon 
And how many people work with you to do all this? Um, so as a registry in my team, I have uh, two full-time, three full-time employees and one consultant. So you um, understand the level, right? A user buys the domain name from a registrar. And on top of registrar sits the registry. So we are at the registry level. We own the extensions. And then the registrars are the party that sell the extension. So registrars are the primary responsible party. So they usually, their trust and safety teams are much larger as compared to us. So they would usually have anywhere between eight to 15 people in their teams. But on a registry level, you can do away with uh, smaller teams. But usually trust and safety teams are not very large. That's why we are overworked all the time. Yeah, yeah. So wow. this is uh, complaining so, publicly. Yeah. So did you kind of find this company, Radix, or um, did it have a different founder? Um, I no, I didn't find it. I am oh, just okay. an employee here. And oh, this okay. is, uh, and <laughs> well, I recently <laughs> joined. It's only been three months since I joined the company. Oh, okay, okay, cool. That's awesome. Well, that's super um useful information because no, I didn't know about that net beacon. So that's something that scam baiters can really use to hopefully take down, uh, help take out some websites that people are using to scam others. Definitely. That's amazing. Yeah, well, and I hope everyone that's uh, that's listening and, and that will play back this stream, uh, you said a couple key things. Uh, we talked about when I was discussing a lot of the scams, like the Geek Squad scammers and the uh, Amazon scammers and the Microsoft scammers. I mean, um, it's what I've been saying all along, and CJ has, and uh, a lot of people that are that really understand – a lot of people that live in India don't know that this goes on. Uh, I mean, there's, there's how many people are in your country now? Almost 1.5 billion. We're dealing with a very small percentage, still a lot to have a million uh, people that are scamming is a lot, but there's so many people in your country that don't do this and don't know about this. So it's, I want people to understand that, there's a lot of great people just like you that are working and you're working against the scams. And uh, I just need people to understand that because a lot of people, we only expose a very small part of India and it happens to be the negative part, unfortunately. So it's always nice to have someone on here who's a very hardworking person who doesn't know about uh, the scams like we do even. Uh, so it's, it's very important. I think that we, we make this distinction to the people that think that, all of the people in India are what they see in our videos. Yeah. It's just not true. You're living proof that you, people can work hard and get a job and do the right thing anywhere. Thank you. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely right. And, uh, but I would say because as a company, we, um, when we look at scams, it's not just India. The situation is the same everywhere. I feel that mm -hmm. there is a huge scope of awareness among people and sometimes even very educated, very literate people who would usually not uh, believe in, uh, like you, who would not be gullible also 
get trapped in uh, spamming and abusive activities because they right. are so sophisticated these days. So it's just there's need to be more awareness and education around it everywhere. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just a, a lot of excuses that we hear from the scammers after we talk to them are, well, there's no jobs here. There's too many people here. I can't find a job. What else do you want me to do? Uh, you know, my answer is always you have to keep trying. You don't hurt people to make a little money and you're not doing this to survive. You're doing this because it's hard to get caught uh, and you can make triple what you could make doing a, a job that all of us would do that are hardworking that have been told not to hurt other people. We, we've come from good parents and things like that. So I think we're dealing with just the criminals and it happens to be in India where uh, it may be harder to get caught because there's so many people, but this could happen anywhere. I mean, there's bad people everywhere. It's just, uh, it just goes on more, I guess, uh, in the areas that we call because of either corruption or population control. I don't know. Uh, it's just, we wouldn't have that in the United States where there's a whole call center dedicated to be being, uh, an SS, uh, social security employee and you're faking people telling them that you're from the government. It does happen, but it just seems like we deal with a lot more of it coming from, uh, from India. Uh, and again, it's, I think it, those people would be bad wherever they are. It, it just happens to be where they are right now, but it's not because they're uh, Indian. It's because they're bad people. That's what I always say. And uh, we're scam baiters. So I don't know if you know much about scam baiting, but, um, because it's like an audience involved. Now, there's a lot of different types of scam baiting, uh, be, but because it's an audience involved um, type of thing where people watch us or listen to us talk to scammers, then we tend to, not everyone, but a lot of us tend to focus on ones that, yeah, originate from either robocalls or you know, like mass marketing emails or something where we can call and people can listen to us talk to them. And so a lot of these, I, I totally agree though, not all of them, but a lot of the ones that we scam bait come out of India. So sometimes we forget that, you know, it's going on everywhere and we tend to focus on India. So that's why um, we, you know what I mean? We talk about mm -hmm. India a lot. So yeah, yeah, well, it's just important. It's to me. I mean, it, it, there was a time... Yeah, go ahead, please. No, you finish your thought. Well, I was just going to say there was a time uh, a few months ago when I was thinking about, uh, am I really doing enough good or am I hurting it more? Because the only thing I expose is the negativity of a wonderful place. And you get people that are not educated that want to listen to your videos and, and they think that everybody in my video that I'm calling is like that in the whole country. And it gets into a, a whole racism type of thing. And I don't want to be responsible for uh, getting people to hate a whole country just based on a, a few idiots. But then I thought about it and like, why should I stop doing what I'm doing and, and trying to save victims? Because that's when I call scammers and waste their time. I think they're talking to me. They're not talking to a gullible person who they could steal money from uh, or, uh, you know, a defenseless victim. So I'm not going to stop. I'm not going anywhere. But there was a time when I was thinking, man, I need to reevaluate what I'm doing because I'm only exposing 
one part of, of, of a country and unfortunately bad people are seeing what I do and some of the, the comments that I get are so negative towards India, I kind of felt responsible. Uh, so I, I, again, I love having you on. I love uh, talking about India. Uh, I mean, CJ was there and they took great care of her. Uh, I think anyone who dives into the culture of India is going to fall in love with it. And I really can't stress enough you can watch our videos and be entertained, and, and, and these are scumbags that we are, are dealing with, but it's not a representation of India, not at all. I agree. It's absolutely not. And being in um, registry industry and seeing abuse and spam and phishing attacks every single day, I know that this happens. this happens everywhere. And one of the reasons, I could be wrong, that one of the reasons it happens or originates in large volumes from India is because there has been over the last years, like ever since the uh, in the last decade or so, there has been a massive tech evolution in India, right? A lot mm -hmm. of credit card companies, American companies, British companies, they moved their operations to India and they those operations ran over here for many, many years. And that led to evolution of tech here and conducting scam requires tech skill. They're not very, very easy. So there are these bunch of people, not bunch, a large number of people who have been part of the tech industry, have been part of the credit card industry and now suddenly are out of job, but they're very good at impersonating uh, different accents in English and have technical knowledge, right? So where do they combine uh, these skills and if they are really desperate and this uh, uh, online abuse provides them that avenue. So that's mm -hmm. one of the reasons. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you're right that it's everywhere. Yeah, it's definitely everywhere. Um, but I would say like, I, you know, I'm not trying to stereotype a whole group of people, but I do feel like generally speaking, Indians are very intelligent. And I think that definitely um, can lead to... Um, you know, uh, another reason why they scam, because they can figure out, you know what I mean, how to tweak things, how to um, get in there. But um, it's amazing. I, like, I was just, it's just so amazing to me when I, um, the more that I've gotten to know people from India, like, they all know two, three, four, or even five languages. Um, they're just a very highly intelligent group of people, which you're displaying right now, so... We have nothing but respect uh, for your country and for you. Um, we really appreciate everything that you've been t teaching us today. And um, I know um, our Zoom is getting short on time here. It keeps telling me that we're running out of time. Mm -hmm. um, but can you just tell us like how the average person can um, protect themselves from any kind of um, online scam or web scam? You know, whatever you feel like, um, you know, any tips you have for people to stay safe? The simplest tip, and I cannot stress this enough, is to be a little bit more vigilant and not lazy in terms of clicking the links that we get in our emails and SMS. Mm. Um, any personal information on phone is a hard no. It has been said by every single person who knows about scam and abuse, and still somehow people panic and provide information on phone. Um, so that is a hard no. But when clicking or responding to emails and messages, 
the emails and messages are so sophisticated that even we have discussed this like even intelligent users can be tricked so it's very important that if any any exchange involves uh, the transfer of personal information or involves even a bit of financial aspect reread that email double check the sender and double check the contents uh, of the links or messages because most of the time 99% of the time there would be something in the email that would give away that it's an abuse either it could be spelling mistakes either it could be a suspicious link a user special characters in the uh, sender's address email or in the links or any uh, lots of exe files or um, images attached that you were not expecting in that email anything like that take a pause double check cross check and then respond take make a judgment call but do not be not be hasty yeah that's a great point like make sure you um yeah don't click on any links uh, like analyze them very carefully any emails before you panic read it carefully um you know just think through the situation try to make sure you know is this contact one that you initiated is it one that you don't understand where it came from to me that's always the first clue like because scammers 90 percent of the time initiate are the ones that are initiating contact unless there's a um, google ad or something that you search so um i agree just especially and that's so true with the romance scams that generally come out of nigeria um if you're talking to someone and you can tell that um, there's a lot of spelling mistakes or whatever, you know, I would, you know, just take a second and really think about what you're doing. You know, <laughs> I think that's a great um, tip. Thank you. Yeah. For and sure. if possible, not click on the link, like copy that yeah. link and paste it over the browser. That's always preferable. Yeah. And you can always send um, any links um, that you have to me on my email and I, what I do, but doing sometimes um, is opening, I have a virtual machine. I'll open it on that virtual machine because um, I can reset that, you know, if um, it downloads anything, I, I just reset the virtual machine after and I'll see what it is for you. So you can always send it to me and I'll check it out um, before you click on it. You just have to make sure that while you're copying it and sending it to me, you don't accidentally click on it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so definitely be careful with those um links because um you're right they can be very very tricky and i saw one where like they just um like you know uh, i can't remember the name of it but there's a character that looks like an a and they put those in Azure. web yeah right they put those in the web um addresses on these links but they're it's not actually an a it's a character but it looks like an a so you think that the website link has a's in it where it should have a's and it actually has this character and you click on it and it downloads something or you know get your information so um it's just it's a scary scary world out there <laughs> yeah similar is uh, letter o and zero yeah uh, they are mm -hmm. very frequently interchanged by spammers yeah so so true so just be yep. extra careful even if it looks good you can always send it to me 
Um, but yeah, we have about one and a half minutes left before the Zoom runs out. Uh, take any oh, other... that's it? Yeah, I mean, we could try to jump on a second Zoom, but um, we only have about one and a half minutes left. So was there anything no, else? No, that's you... okay. Yeah. No, I guess we'll just wrap it up. And uh, I mean, yeah. it's been a pleasure talking mm-hmm. with you. I, I hope Very. you can come back on and we can talk a lot longer. Uh, again, it's it's just amazing to talk to somebody who who who's fighting with us and who works every day, um, who's part of the country that we call every day. And you can really give us an inside view. Uh, I can go on forever talking with you and answering questions. I mean, you, you've been a wealth of knowledge. I think everybody in chat that uh, is here learned from you. And uh, please keep coming back to us. I mean, I hope you're a regular with us now. It's it's so yeah. good to know you. I really would love to yeah. have you back. Thank on. you. Well, well, Thank don't you about so it. much. Yeah, please, uh, please come back on like in a you know in a month or two. We would really love to have you back on. It's been a very a pleasure talking to you, and I learned so much from from talking to you today. Thank you, and I learned from you guys too. It was really <laughs> lovely speaking, yeah. and uh, I hope we can spread more awareness about abuse and how to report them. Yes, for sure. And if- now, real quick before you go, how do I sound when I say "ada ya"? Do I sound like a native? <laughs> it sounded really genuine. Ada ya. Ada ya. Okay, Donyeva. Uh, all right, mast. Uh, all meeting- of you guys say mast, which means yeah. awesome. I'm learning. Well, the meeting ended, but thank you on her so much. I'm going to email oh, her again. Mean- yeah, I'm just going to email we her again. We ended on that. Yeah. Sorry. Gonna, <laughs> no, it's, that was cute. I'm going to email her again and tell her um, if there's anything. I asked her if there's anything she wanted me to promote. She said no. Um, so if she does, we will promote it because I really enjoyed having her on. Um, yeah, she was awesome. Yeah, I want to have her on again. She's very sweet and very intelligent and informative. So, um We'll have to fix her. I should have asked her if she was single. We could fix her up with Peter. <laughs> but I forgot to ask her. And I don't know if she'd Are they in the same her. area? Uh, no. You are connected with support. How can I help you? You're picking up the phone pretending that you want to help people, but you really want to rob them. I want you to understand. Legally and federally, I know what type of a time period that you are. Scammers and man, they say the dumbest stuff. Go ahead, please. Hey, then I'll call this number again.